Hi, and welcome back to 33XPL, where we love horse racing and we teach you about it so you can join us and be a goofy fan as well. My partner in crime here is Weege. How the hell are you today? I am great, Trixie. How are you? I am very well. And we have had a flurry of racing over the past weekend, and we thought we would uh, just recap it all for the people. So you want to just run away with it and talk about the races that we were <laughs> that we were betting on? I'm gonna, I am going to run away with it. So <laughs> here we freaking go. Okay. So it was a glorious weekend for racing at Parks. And Parks has its issues, but Parks had great racing this weekend. We had two stakes races, mega stakes races at parks. So we had the 2021 Cotillion, grade one, one million dollars. Million dollars. And then we had the 2021 Pennsylvania Derby, G1, also for a million dollars. So a million dollars. (laughs) I'm rubbing my hands together. It's it's just fun to say it like Peter Lorre, isn't it? Like one million dollars. I know. It's so great. Like in the Maltese Falcon. Oh, one million dollars. Yes. Pinky to your lips. That's right. That's right. My white suit as I'm sweating (laughs) in the middle of Morocco. Yeah, it's yes. fantastic. Petting a very shaggy cat. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So with the visual, folks. So the cotillion. All right. So we had Clarier, obligatory, army wife, Maracuja, always Karina, leader of the band, Dan, <laughs> and then Will Secret and Allworthy. Now that was actually the order of finish. Now let me just tell you, I did not believe in Clarier. All right. So and you sad. were asking me, you were asking me about Clarier. And I was like, no, because that horse keeps coming into second and third and there's no way. Well, okay, fine. But this is the one time. This was like the weekend of that time, you know, like the time that I decide to do something different. That's, that's when it all gets hosed up. So, <laughs> so here's the deal. I put in obligatory army wife and maracuja as my trifecta hey guess what happens clarier comes in first and knocks all of them down one so i could have a trifecta had she not gotten in the way but she just basically looped around everyone and took over i was it was an amazing thing to see but on the other hand it irritated me because i was like i cannot believe how you just host me right so there you go yeah no it's true um she looked great People have said she was a really good-looking horse, and I have bet her before and won, but I won because I was betting her just to come into the money, not to win. And this time, she really showed her quality. Um, None of the rest of my horses really that I sort of picked out did too much for me, but Clarier came in, and um, yeah, and now she's going to the Breeders' Cup Distaff. Yeah. And I was really feeling obligatory and, you know, obligatory came in second, which, okay, good, you know, but of course it blew out my trifecta and anything else I had tried got blown out. But you know what? Good for Clarier. She finally did what I believe she was meant to do. Like she's, she's been trying to do this for a while. So good for her. Right. And now she goes on uh, to the November 6th race with the top fillies. And that is going to be awesome. And I have to say, like the other horses we saw, as we were saying in the last podcast, there's so many good horses here. 
obligatory good horse, army wife, great horse, mare Kuja, great horse. Uh-huh. I was a little disappointed because I expected more from always Karina. I like her. Oh my her. God. She has not done anything in a while. I know. And I really like her. And so to see her uh-huh. sitting in the finish right next to leader of the band <laughs> was, <laughs> was, it was, it was just not what I was, not what I was hoping for, but um, no, no. But there she you go. She doesn't need to sit next to the beard, no. the, the 1970s, 80s beard. Right. The Fogelbergness yeah. of it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Fogelberg. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, so that was the cotillion at Parks. And uh, then we went then, into the exciting and the very exciting <gasps> Pennsylvania Derby, so which we were it was so great. super jazzed for. Oh, my God. You know what? I... Normally it's like I get I get psyched, but I don't get like this mental. But you know, we've been watching these horses and you know, I was dying after, you know, the Haskell, I was dying to see Hot Rod Charlie and Midnight Bourbon go out. Yeah. Oh my and it god. Was, and it was exciting again. And it was a speed freak out. Like it was so they were so fast. Like they were lengths in front of everyone. It was crazy. Well, and like I, I was everybody else was standing still and the two of them were hauling butt. So it was it was cool. I was saying to Weege just when they were taking off out of the gate, and we had just watched the race with the Phillies and they were great. But you could see when these three-year-olds came out of the gate how fast they were uh-huh. going. The track was fast, um, and they were hauling. It was a yeah. fast race. The, the speed numbers or speed figures for all of these horses are epic, and that's why they're all together in this race. Because like I, I seem to vaguely remember I Am Redeemed, but I Am Redeemed has a hella fast speed figure it's it's crazy so i was like i didn't even yeah, you know said you it was were like that 113 good. or 117 it, yeah. or something crazy yeah, it was like 113 i'm like okay that is if you're up above 100 you're doing pretty well and i'm like that's pretty crazy good so um so that's obviously why and i i was actually psyched because you know i i actually picked i i picked well, all right. I did not pick. <laughs> I did not get, get the out. superfecta. Get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I did not bet a trifecta because I'm an idiot, but I did bet Hot Rod Charlie to win. And I bet an ice cold exacta scratch of acta. Yeah. <laughs> so, that sounded really gross. That did sound anyway. gross. <laughs> the the extravavacta. Um, <laughs> right. I uh, I did bet Hot Rod Charlie and Midnight Bourbon, and I bet Hot Rod Charlie to win as well. So I did just fine on the race, and my extravagacta did win, which was good because I do I do love that kind of bet. That's like my favorite bet, and I seem to be able to get the dynamic duos. And then this one, it wasn't hard to get the dynamic duo. It was like unless something really bad happened, it, pretty much those two were going to be in contention. And that was the case. And of course there was an inquiry at the end, you know, cause we have to have a moment oh, yeah. of inquiry because hot rod Charlie can't just, you know, can't just win in peace and quiet. And um, midnight bourbon is always going to screw with, with hot rod Charlie, just always going to get, it too just close seems like hot rod it. Charlie's not having it. Yeah, Hot Rod Charlie just wants to be up in front and wants to be left alone in front. And Midnight Berman is always going to be up on his shoulder, being a total pain in the ass. And he's just, <laughs> you don't want anything to happen. But I'm just saying, 
if I were pulling up on that horse, I would just stay a little farther away. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I too, uh, did well in that race because I had Hot Rod Charlie to win. Um, we had talked about it in the last podcast. I was like, it's not that I want to find a way to bet against him. I'm not going to bet against him. I'm just going to put him in a combination that I like. And, Anybody who did was just dumb. I mean, that right. was just dumb. Right. And I had the, I got the trifecta um, basically with Hot Rod Charlie. Yeah. Whoop, whoop with Midnight Bourbon. Um, and not because I had such a feel for American Revolution because I didn't. I just went ahead and like splatter shot the, the third because I'm like, well, what the heck for a cheap trifecta. So um yeah, I, I was pretty happy with that and uh, won on Hot Rod Charlie. And it was a great race. It was so, it was so good. fast. And it was a good race, the kind of race that you want to see. Um, and we end up with these like interesting horses like Weyburn, who we were asking questions. We're like, didn't we hear one time Weyburn was good, but then what? And then didn't really yeah. show up for this one. <laughs> and then yeah, and then we have uh, Bourbonic, who... I don't know. I kind of expected to finish better. Uh, Midnight Bourbon. Uh, the funny thing about Midnight Bourbon for me is I had said Midnight Bourbon was like a bad boyfriend and I would never bet on it again and whatever. <laughs> but I just had to because when it, it looks came, good. <laughs> yeah, because, it, because when it came down to it, it was because I just knew that he and Hot Rod Charlie were, uh -huh. they just had the beef and that was going to just drive uh -huh. the whole race. The two of them were just going to be like vying. Yeah, because they were, they were neck and neck until, you know, basically until Hot Rod Charlie kind of cut them off. But it, you know, I mean, they were, they were going at it hard. So, yeah, you know, I mean, they can keep up with each other, which is hard to do with Hot Rod Charlie. Nobody keeps up with him. So Midnight Bourbon is a rare horse that can do that. Yeah, so, Midnight Bourbon is a, otherwise, is a great horse. Otherwise, Hot Rod Charlie would have wiped his ass with everybody. So. Right. <laughs> right. Midnight Bourbon is a great horse, but because due to the uh, misadventures of circumstance, I'm going to say, mm -hmm. uh, that horse has managed to like doom my bets one too many times, which is why, you know, I end up, you know, feeling like he's a bad boyfriend, but a mm -hmm. great horse terrible Good life from this time just brought you a flower just saying well you know what he was willing to play second fiddle this time which suited me yeah. fine i'm like don't yeah. you cannot be my main squeeze i read charlie's right. my main squeeze you on the other hand back burner you just hold on to that teddy bear i'll let you know if i need it <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> how i was feeling about that but but let's let's move on because that was a great race. If you haven't it was. if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It was great. Also because you are seeing uh, these horses like you're going to see Hot Rod Charlie in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Mm -hmm. Now it looks like they've already said Midnight Bourbon's next race is going to be at the Clark Stakes, November 26th. So that's where you're going to be able to see him next. But um, we did kind of a flurry of more betting. And part of the reason was it was Arlington's last races ever of ever. So you want right. to talk about that a little bit too? Yeah. So, you know, we just sort of, the, the thing was after these two races, like, you know, Trixie and I just sort of happened to be, um, cause we are, you know, in different places. So, you know, we call each other and we're like, I still feel like betting, you know, and I'm like, how about we look at, you know, we start texting and then we call and then we start betting. So that's right. how, how the cycle works. And so 
And we're like, you know what? We should just bet on Arlington. I mean, it's the last day and you know and even races though, shouldn't we bet yeah. on them just for just for old time's sake since yeah uh, yeah absolutely and, and so this led us into <laughs> this a rabbit hole insane frenzy of betting because then it was like can we get the superfecta what about the high five what can we do here? And it was like this frenzy of 8,000 bets. I mean, I'm looking at this and there are so, so, so many bets. I think at Arlington, I think between like, I don't know how many races we bet, maybe three or four, but yeah. there are like at least 15 bets. It's insanity. <laughs> it's it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, but it was really fun. And we were looking so for, fun. we were also looking for uh, cheap bets, I should say, yeah. dear listener. Like we were, you know, they had some pretty cheap superfectas going on, like dime superfectas. It's like, why would I not, you know, throw a dime at something? And plus, it's true because then also, like, we were just starting to kind of hone in on things we wanted to do. But also, here's the thing, folks, dear listeners. Yes. <laughs> Trixie and I are a bad influence on each other. <laughs> that is also true. <laughs> so, as we're going, then we start talking and that's like, Hey, that's a good idea. Why don't I do that too? Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. What about this? And then 8,000 bets later, thank God these bets are like 10 cents or right. 20 cents right. or a dollar. So it's worth your time to play with those little ones, play with the, you know, cause you never know, like, you know, bet a little, win a lot, bet well, 10 cents, win thousands. That's what we're going for. That, so it was yeah. really fun to try to put together the combo platter, even though it didn't work. Or if you got like three out of the four, you were like, oh, you know, so, but it was, it was still really, really fun, but it was hilarious. Cause I'm like, how many more bets can we do? I don't even know. I can't even think of any more combinations. I just don't have the brain power. Well, so yeah. And we, we were betting also um, things like the pick three and what mm -hmm. have you, because like, Talk about mandatory payout. Pretty much closing the racetrack guarantees a mandatory payout. When you're like, yeah, there's no more racing ever. Yeah. So there you go. You got to pay it out. Yeah. So that's what we were doing. And it was just kind of a crazy frenzy of betting. And it was just fun because, um, you know, we'll be on the phone and we'll be both, you know, on our betting apps and we'll be watching the race you know, maybe we're on the phone and then we've got the race running either on the computer and or the tablet. Or we're the yelling TV. at the TV. <laughs> yeah. And we're, you know, we're, we're like, did you like that? No, I didn't like that. Or don't you think that looks great? Yes, that looks great. You know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. So well, do you think he fouled him? I didn't see it. Yeah. I didn't see that. Look, when they run the replay. So it was super fun. But one thing that uh, I want to say that we both like about racing uh, like I remember, I haven't added up the totals for this weekend yet. Um, I think I did, you know, I did worse. I did lose a little money this weekend. But last weekend, I think I ended up like $2 ahead after placing 25 bets. So I placed 25 bets. I bet on like, I don't know, four or five races. I had all this different action going on. I had fun for hours. And oh at my the God, end, yeah. I ended up like, you know, $2 ahead. But so what? Like, that's great. Exactly. That is great value for money. Like, that is awesome. It is. And, you know, you've, it, the thing about it that's so great is that, like, you know, I mean, there are things going on in the world. We're all a little more isolated. Well, you know what? I am having a great time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, I have literally, I, I don't even know if I captured all of them, but I counted up 25 bets for this weekend. Okay. So yeah. And oh, and we bet on the Oklahoma Derby because the thing about it was I was walking my dog as I've been known to do. And I get very bored because going around the same gnarly little circles in the same <laughs> little neighborhood nooks and crannies. I get incredibly bored. So I put on the YouTube machine and I saw Mystery Handicapper and he was handicapping the Oklahoma Derby. And I'm like, you know, there's some familiar faces in there. Why don't I, maybe I'll. And so, and then of course I, I text over to Trixie. Like, and hey, so what like, about the Oklahoma Derby? And then before you know it, we're both on the phone and yelling at the TV. <laughs> Right. We're both putting looking, together 8,000 combinations. Right. We're both looking at the racing form like, has he won ever? I don't know. Like, ever won? Or like, what is going on? Like, I have to bet this and this. And it was great because some of the some of the horses that we had been talking about in previous weeks, as if you've been following our racing tour, and even if you haven't, I'll just explain it. What we did was, in order to give some structure to our podcasting, we made up a tour going into the Breeders' Cup, where each week we assigned ourselves a set of races to cover. Usually two, it could be one or more, but usually around two is how it worked out. We'd pick one for the Phillies and one for the Colts, usually three-year-olds, high-stakes races, G1s mostly, some G2s, G3s, um, and then usually a mile or more. We did do a couple sprints, but we basically were keeping it to races with the three-year-olds, high-stakes races, longer races, um, kind of the marquee races, like really the some of the high spots. And so what that means is now that we've been doing that week to week to week, and we're getting near the end, I can't believe it, like we're on, we're going into, I think, week 16. So oh. of 18 weeks, which is crazy. So it is crazy. now that we've been doing it all this time, we've really gotten to see some of these horses. So when Weege tells me, what about the Oklahoma Derby, Mr. Wireless and Super Stalker in it? I'm like, uh-huh. what? This is yeah. interesting because see, yeah, we now we know them and we're like, oh, we might have won on them before, and yeah, right, we absolutely. And I think some of you will remember. I said I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. Last week, I believe, I believe Weege called him Super Stinko, uh-huh. Super Stock. Um, and this so, week he's soup. This week he's Super Suck because he has broken my heart again, again, again. again. Uh-huh. But we we went into the Oklahoma Derby, and I have to say, nothing I did. Uh, actually, I had a superfecta in the o- Oklahoma Derby that would have come in if not for team merchants coming in fourth. Mr. Wireless came in fifth, and if Mr. Wireless had come in fourth so that we had Warrant, Flash of Mischief, Superstock, and Mr. Wireless as my top four, my Superfecta was going to come in. But no, team merchants had to come in and take the fourth and screw it all up for me. Um, Right. And I also did bet Flash of Mischief I think I bet it to place, so I came in on that, but I didn't bet Warrant to win. I didn't bet Superstock to win. Actually, I think I might have even bet Mr. Wireless to win. I kind of wanted him to come in I did. much stronger I did than he did. 
Yeah, Mr. Wireless took a dump. I mean, that was a, a little, terrible yeah, performance. Yeah. I mean, fifth, come on. And Warrant, I had a strong feeling about. So, um, you know, Warrant was good, but I sort of wanted Superstock, you know, in my ice cold exact and Macta. So Superstock just blew, just blew it out, like just ruined things for me. And so, yeah, I just was mad. I was just mad about it. Like, really, how many more times? When will I learn? When will I learn? I know. I know. Well, I just wasn't really looking at team merchants. And, you know, at the end of the race, I had to, you know, just say, well, who was I kidding? I wasn't going to bet on that horse. It was never going to get no. in my superfecta because I had my four horses picked and I felt strongly about them. And really three of them came in and then the last one came in fifth instead of fourth. So it's not like I feel yeah. like I so misjudged it, but I did not come out a big winner. So there was that. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad Parrothead came in last because I hate anything Jimmy Buffett related. So. <laughs> I have to so, say, so suck it, horse. I did put a little money uh, because I had a little bit of a uh, Renfair debacle this weekend. <laughs> I'm not going to explain it any more than that. It was a fiasco, a Renfair fiasco. But anyway, because of that, I thought, well, maybe I can salvage something. So I did. Uh, I will tend to kind of bet a, a long shot to win just in case it comes in. And so I bet that for Dylan for loot because, you know, loot and curly shoes. <laughs> Lutes, and, curly shoes. Yeah. And, you know, eating a turkey leg. And I thought maybe That's the, right. maybe the Ren Fair can do me, do me well in some way, but no, it just right. mistreated me the whole weekend long. And Dylan for loot came in only ahead of parrot head. So there, so there you go. So there's the there's the roll call of disgrace at the bottom of yeah, the pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, stink. So yeah, so so there was there was there was some highs and lows, but all, overall, good race. It was a good race. It was a good so race. Fun. And we and, and we I did like have familiar faces. Yeah, it's the familiar faces, and then the the bad influence of the betting eight thousand combo platters that was to me i'm like oh my god how many more bets can we make it's right. crazy so how many, many more bets, bets can we make like this and lose right <laughs> but, but, but that's the funny thing like like i said when you get to the end of the day and you add them all up and then you're like oh like even yesterday like i did lose overall but when i say i lost i mean i'm like ten dollars down or 15 i don't mean like you know uh, we're gonna have to you know, sell the cars and our blood plasma, like nothing like that. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, it, actually it, it really was. I mean, for all of the betting we did, I actually, I you think came out I ahead, I think made, I made less than a dollar more, but I actually was up, up by like, I don't know, maybe 75 cents. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when you think of the amount of entertainment I got of it, you know, hours. I would pay for something else. I, I know, mean, we have hours of action. And that is one thing that um, we will be talking about a little bit in the course that we're developing, but uh, it's, it's just an important note. If you like horse racing, you really do have the opportunity to lose slowly. So when you win, it's thrilling. But even when you lose, you have a lot more control. It doesn't have to go that fast. And you don't have to um, really make the bets that will put you in the hole. You can give yourself better chances to win. So that even when you are losing, it's not that tragic. You're not, you're not losing a ton. It's true. 
there are cheap bets that you can make and and that's part of why I was able to ride the same like $51 all weekend. So, you know, I'm not using the mortgage money. I'm not doing anything I shouldn't be. I'm, you know, I'm kind of recycling. And you know what? The thing was, I got down to my last seven bucks and then I popped back up again. So like when that was gone, I was like, well, okay. (laughs) But you know, then I got lucky and it was awesome. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's exciting and fun. And, you know, I don't have a lot of reasons to yell at the TV, but this is a good one. So, and you know, when Hot Rod Charlie's running, I'm there. So that's just that. Absolutely. So our next races, we are not going to be ready to talk about because they don't even know which horses are actually entered in them. But we will be talking about uh, the races October 2nd, which will be this Saturday coming up, are at Santa Anita in California, the Awesome Again, which is a Breeders' Cup win-in-your-in race, the Rodeo Drive Stakes for the Phillies, which is a a win-in-your-in race. Um, The Rodeo Drive Stakes is for three-year-old fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up, one and a quarter miles on the turf. The Awesome Again is uh, for three-year-olds, one and one-eighth mile on the dirt. Both of those are G1 races. They have purses of 300,000. Um, what you're seeing is like a lot of the super huge purse races are now kind of contracting for the season as we head into getting ready for the Breeders' Cup, which is going to be super rich. So, uh, But we will have those races coming up next week. Uh, or, you know, this Saturday. So we'll probably record on them on Thursday where we actually can see the picks and the post positions, how they've developed, and then we can actually, you know, make some picks on them. Yep. So in the meantime, uh, please like and subscribe and comment if you're uh, seeing this or listening to this on YouTube, rather. you can go to uh, our website at 33xpl.com and sign up for our very occasional newsletter. That is going to be where we're going to have more stuff coming up very soon, which we're super excited about. But anyway, that's where it's going to be. And until next time, I think that's it from me. How about you, Weege? Uh, I just want to tell everyone to stay chipper. Excellent. (laughs) That's always good advice. Very good. And and that's all for me. So happy racing, y'all. Happy racing, y'all.